0: back everybody welcome to our podcast i'm ryan here with jimmy again jimmy how's it going today great how are you doing yeah can't complain today got some great auctions that i'm looking at so i'm excited what about you what are you looking at today
1: a lot of stuff but today I kind of went down a rabbit hole i'm going to share just some just a couple of auctions this one actually went off today it caught my eye because it's a 2012 toyota tundra and i happened to drive one of those the difference is this is uh trd supercharged toyota tundra double cab where i have a trd rock warrior crew max cab the thing that struck me about this this one only has ninety seven thousand miles which for a tundra is i think that's when you do the first oil change i'm not sure <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but, but uh but anyway that one it's just getting broken in but a couple of things in the listing one of the things that struck me as kind of funny was it has a bunch of pictures of the paint gauge readings I think that's great. Very helpful. uh, Very helpful to me too, because I know there have been several instances where on my Tundra, the rubberized coating there at the bottom of the doors has come off and exposed some of the bare metal. And I just took a paintbrush and whatever black, my, my Tundra's black, and I just took whatever black paint can i had laying around the garage and that brush and then <laughs> and then you know took care of business with that so i'm sure if you were to put a paint gauge on mine there might be some pretty thick areas but it you know it's protected so it's it's all good that's a great way to do it just get a thick paint reading on the bottom of the doors that's nice right here right here in this one dime size spot right there <laughs> and and that's what i would show solid it's totally solid right here the other thing, I didn't get an explanation for it. You have to check it out. But it, as you're scrolling through the pictures on the auction, there's a picture of Jessica Alba that is followed by a picture of the lady ogre from Shrek. I think it's Fiona. And then a random picture, picture of a Ford truck. Pretty funny uh, listing, all told. So that that was where checking out. Started with that one. And then decided to look at what Toyota trucks had brought h- historically. You know, you go back, you can click, and you can see on Bring a Trailer, you know, what they look like. And I found two that fascinated me. One was for, I, and of course, I went to which ones were the most expensive. There were two, you know, up at the top. And on May 11th, there was a 2016 Toyota Tundra, a modified 38,000-mile 2016 Toyota Tundra, that had an Alucab canopy camper. So this thing was like a doomsday kind of truck that you could live out of. Zombie apocalypse kind of looking thing. And it went for $75,000. It had a whole bunch of stuff. So that one's worth taking a peek at. And then, and you'll get a kick out of this one. The next highest one was from September 4th, and it went for $73,000. Now, here's the thing, because there's a twist to this one. Uh, A twist that you will appreciate. (laughs) This one was a 1985 Toyota SR5 4x4 5-speed pickup truck, okay? With a 1984 Honda ATC 200S. In the back. It begs the question, what cost $73,000? Was it the truck or was it the Honda ATC? Uh, Who knows? I don't know. That listing's worth looking at because the thing that caught my eye, again, like with the ATC listing that you had, the thing looks immaculate. And then if you look at the Toyota, the gauges on the uh, truck have that real 80s, the backdrop with the little grid work behind them. Super, (laughs) uh, super awesome 80s look. So that one's definitely worth a look too. But that one went for, that combo went for $73,000. So it's pretty mind-blowing. That's crazy. I guess 2 plus
0: 2 equals 70000
1: Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I, I looked at this uh, Toyota Tundra you're, you were talking about, the supercharged one. A couple of the pictures in the, the listing that I enjoyed. The first was, it's kind of a dusk shot with this dude with his 600 horsepower supercharged Toyota TRD just smoking the tires. So hopefully they replace the tires before the sale. And then the license plate is in full view in several of the photos. And the license plate is A-R-R-G-M-8-E to spell out the word matey. (laughs) Dude must be a pirate. Maybe this is Jimmy Buffett's truck. Apparently, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so Tuesday I cracked open Bring a Trailer. And the first five auctions that I went to when I go to bring a trailer, I'll always check ending latest. That means they're the the newest posted auctions. So these are the ones that are going to end in you know 10 days or seven days or whatever the auction that they picked. But five, the first five that showed up, had a value on opening day of four million three hundred fifteen thousand dollars on five wow. cars. So, the first one is an 87 962 Porsche IMSA GTP race car that was starting out at 250,000. It's since gone up to 375,000. The second, and we'll talk about this in a little bit more, is a 175 mile 2020 McLaren Speedtail at 2 million, a 2020 Ferrari 488 Pista Spider at 430. And this is funny because some clever fellow has bid it up to four hundred eighty-eight thousand four hundred eighty-eight <laughs> dollars, <laughs> and I hope he's got the money and he's not joking around because if he doesn't get outbid, he's going to be in trouble. <laughs> and then the next was a 2022 Ferrari SF90 Stradale for five hundred fifty thousand. And then a no-reserve 2005 Porsche Carrera GT at 960000 See, that's $4.3 million in just those five cars.
1: Well, I'm, I'm not a detective or anything, but I think just from hearing you say that, I think we know where that FTX money went. Yeah. <laughs> right? <That's> exactly.
0: <laughs> or the FTX people need to unload some assets.
1: <laughs> True, yeah. Hey,
0: one or the other. But that McLaren Speedtail—I don't know if you've seen one of these. There's only 107 of them built. I don't think it's the most handsome car, but it's super cool. It's really long in the tail, thus the Speedtail. It's got thousand thirty-five horsepower.
1: Well, hey, it doesn't have to look good if it has thousand horsepower. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think
0: it's you know 250 mile an hour car,
1: but it's oh like the old
0: McLaren F1. It has the three seats. It's got one right in the center and two on either side just kind of drifted back a little bit. So the the driver is actually dead center of the car. And that's super, super cool. When I was reading about this on Bring a Trailer, in order to transfer this to a new person, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has to come and approve the transfer of the vehicle to the new owner because it's, it's not marketed for the United States, apparently. And so it's over here on a 2,500-mile-per-year a agreement. So if you drive it more than that, I don't know what they'll do. They'll probably put you in jail. Who knows what they'll do?
1: Come and take your birthday from you. Yeah, come apparently. and take your speed tail. So, yeah.
0: So I thought that was pretty interesting just to open up that and see that much value of cars, $4.5 million, $4.3 million in just five cars. That's insane. That's the starting point of those auctions. So we might be able to get an update in a few days. I know that the most of them are on a seven-day run, but I think the the Porsche IMSA race car is on a ten-day run. So I'll track those and kind of see where they end.
1: Most of us can't afford gas anymore, so
0: you know. <laughs> well, especially with the FTX crash, you know that that did it. That did it. Every yeah, day
1: there end. went. They went. My money. All the crypto. <laughs>
0: but then the other one I thought was really interesting. This sold today. Uh, it was a Buick Grand National sold for ten thousand nine hundred, which is a pretty good deal for a Buick Grand National. But the best part about it was it just yeah, that's a
1: great deal. Yeah, it has. It was,
0: <laughs> it's literally a frame, the motor, the transmission, the exhaust, <laughs> suspension, wheels, tires, and a drive
1: shaft. And the comments were great. What you need is is to get that, and then go to Lowe's and then just buy one of those five dollar five gallon buckets. And you're good to go, I don't know what <laughs> you're ready to you're ready to race doesn't matter milk crate whatever yeah, I'm good. <laughs> don't worry about me an interesting thing to run upon for sure i would uh I would take that thing and I would find a regular run of the mill buick regal, and then I would spend whatever ludicrous amount of money it would take to put that body on that chassis and make that work, so you just have this Buick Regal, uh, normal-looking Buick Regal with the Grand National underpinnings. That'd be great. <laughs> and you'd probably still have a Home Depot bucket as a seat. <laughs> uh, yeah, well,
0: yeah, definitely. <laughs> Who needs seatbelts? <laughs> and then the other, the other one that I was looking at today, and I this is this brings back some crazy memories. Back in like the late '80s, we rented. Uh, something called a Toyota Dolphin, and uh, I'm Bring a trailer right now. that ends in four days. There's a 1985 Toyota Mirage Camper. So if you can picture late 80s, smaller two-wheel drive Toyota cabs, it's got a motorhome system on the back of it. This one's all modernized and funky with round edges, and on the inside it has bucket seats upholstered in patterned brown vinyl. Nice. Which I didn't think that was possible. (laughs) I don't know how they patterned the vinyl. Something in brown, yeah. But back in the 80s, we rented one of these and drove from southern Idaho to St. Louis, Missouri, and back. It was, as you can imagine, it would be in a small motorhome going over Colorado Passes at about 35, 40 miles an hour. because That's (laughs) about all the power these had just tiny little motors. There's a lot of comments about what kind of power this thing would have to to move that motor home along. And I can I can testify it's not a lot. Very little. <laughs> nice. And then finally just a couple updates. The first update is the uh the PT Cruiser. <clears throat> Thought I'd let you know that's sold. The PT Ooh. Cruiser GT Cabriolet 5 speed, $8,000.
1: That's that's big money. That Somebody is unloading FTX money, uh, <laughs> placing that bill get, on there for sure. Get, we know where it's going. We car. can track it. You know, <laughs> Follow the money, they say.
0: And then the sad thing, the Dodge Laser, the Chrysler Laser that we talked about last week, it was withdrawn from the auction. I'd like to think it was because of something we said about it, but you know, nobody listens to this podcast, so there's no way. It was. It said it was withdrawn due to something that was said that was unfair to either the buyer or the seller.
1: So it had to have been something we said. Yeah, yes. for sure. They just heard it through space and time. Yeah. We're sorry. So- We're truly sorry. We wanted to see that thing. I mean, our podcast is called Good Luck with the Auction. We're not here to stop auctions. We're here to see that both the buyer and seller come together and that things go well for both. Right. Good luck with the auction.
0: <laughs> Good yeah. luck with the auction. Yeah. Now we
1: hope it gets withdrawn. Yeah. We don't like, like your
0: car. <laughs> and and uh, my brother listens. He's the only one listening to this podcast. So thanks for listening, Blake. He, 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 he called me up and he said, you know, cause I, I remember I told the story about how we were at the dealership and my mom asked whether or not he would, like a a family car, the New Yorker, or the sportier Laser? And he said, I have no memory of that. And then he said, but if I did say something, let's assume for a moment I would have said, yeah, I want the sporty car. He said, first of all, it wouldn't have mattered. Dad would have got whatever he wanted anyway. But second of all, had we actually bought that and everyone hated getting crammed in the backseat, you guys
1: would have blamed me for the rest of my life for that decision. (laughs) Well, that hey, that would have been a topic for another podcast. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we'd have just
1: fighting in the back seat
0: because <laughs> I'm sure it was only a four seater. I don't know. I didn't. I can't remember. Maybe it did have a bench seat in the back, but either way, there's that'd be tough to get three people in the back there. So, <laughs> so it's probably a good thing we didn't end up with the laser. He's right. He was actually right on that.
1: What else you got? Anything else, Jimmy? Well, let's let's hope that laser makes a comeback. Yeah, like to see that happen. The other auction I had was was in line with the auction that you saw with the chassis. And it's a 1987 Buick Grand National. Uh, The only thing I wanted to say about it was in the comments, they're like, it's just getting started as of of this recording. And there were four comments in there. And one of them was, hey, look, this one comes with the body (laughs) and interior. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, listen, again,
0: if you bought... That Buick Grand National frame, engine, motor, rolling chassis, whatever you want to call it, please reach out to us. We want
1: to know what you're going to do with it, yeah. Yeah, it's what awesome. are you going to marry that to? That's- and if, if you saw the end of that, he, he kind of fought to to get it, too. Yeah. like he, he, I think there was a quote in there, he said, I feel like Rocky in the final round there or something. But uh, it's exactly yeah, he what wanted said. it. So it'll be interesting to see. There's gotta be a plan for that. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what something cool is uh is gonna happen with that thing, I would imagine. What if you could marry that to an MGA body by stretching the MGA Oh, body that'd be by great. That'd be great. Then then I wonder if you take that down to the Grand National Meet in Bowling Green, if they still have that. Show up in an MGA body and just I'm sure you'd make a lot of friends. <laughs> Hey, so going back to your, when you're looking at those Tundras, are you
0: seeing, were there any patterns along that or are things moving in a downward trend? Because it seems like the market for used cars and everything's slowing quite a bit. Um, No,
1: I, you know, I just looked at the peaks. I just looked at those two. Okay. Uh, But it it is, it is funny because I did talk to somebody today and they said they seem to kind of be connected with uh, dealerships here in town. And they said, you know, the, the, with the chip shortage and everything, the, you know, the Ford plants here in Louisville, and we've had for some time, and I've I, you hear different rumors. I don't know what the truth is, but I do know, I do know, as I've gone up 71 to the Sparta racetrack there, earlier this year, there was a whole bunch of uh, Ford trucks, you know, just sitting there, the whole parking lot full of Ford trucks. I mean, just as far as the eye could see when you're going up 71, and then they disappeared, and I heard different stories about what happened, I don't know. And then they were gone for, you know, that it was empty for a while. And then the last time I went up there, which was, I don't know, a month or two ago, it was full. The parking lot was full of trucks again. And it was a, you know, what I heard was it was a chip shortage or this or that. The person I was talking to today, what he was saying is that their chip shortage thing, they're, you know, they're getting a handle on that. And pretty soon there's going to be kind of a glut of cars coming in. I think he said March or April. And so, so that may, you may see some of these prices trend down. My guess is too, like pickup trucks have always kind of held their value, right? They don't tend to change. Like cars tend to look different year after year and pickup trucks look the same for many years in a row too. Like you could have an old pickup truck and it looks a lot like a new one. You know, it's kind of hard to tell for most people, you know, whether it's an old one or a new one. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that comes to fruition, that March-April thing, and if it does drive those prices down, too.
0: Yeah, and I've been reading, and I don't have all the details. I'll have more of it for the next podcast, but I've heard that Carvana is having some issues.
1: They had that all that issue with the title stuff,
0: mm-hmm. right? They were
1: holding the titles longer than they should, and and all that. And then, yeah, aren't they pretty close to going out of business or something? Is that the Something crazy. They said that if that happens, you know, they've got hundred and
0: something thousand used cars that'll just come into the market, probably at lower than regular value or whatever to liquidate in order to, you know, satisfy creditors or whatever.
1: Well, it makes sense because I just bought my oldest daughter a car at about $4,000 above market value. So by the time I do that, that's when the bottom falls out of things. So I'm going to take, I'm actually going to take credit for that. Yeah. Well, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome.
0: What I've seen lately, and I look, you know how dumb I am. I'm looking at cars every single day, (laughs) multiple times every single day, and I check the trends. Maybe six, seven months ago, if you wanted to use 911 at the two local Porsche dealerships, they maybe had one available and it would be gone within a few days. Uh, last time I looked, one of the local dealerships has 25 available. Used, wow. The other one has uh, about 15 and it just gets fluctuated. It's, it's going between, you know, 20 and 15 and 20 at each dealership. And they're not moving very quickly. Some of them are, but some of them aren't. And so they'll sit there for a while and the prices are going down And so I was looking at some of these auctions to see, because I saw just the other day, uh, December 12th it was, there was a 27,000-mile 2016 Cayman GT4, which is a track car. They're super cool. It had one bid, and it sold for $83,000. And I wanted to see if that was lower, because it has been pretty low. I mean, I went went back uh, to May, you know, there's some really low miles. of a 500 mile one that sold for 120,000. Late August, 110,000, 95,000, 127, 97, 122,000. So an 83,000 dollar one is a pretty good deal. The last time it was that low in May, one sold for 85,000. And so I, th- I think it's kind of an interesting trend. I don't know, you know, if that's happening across the board or if this guy just got kind of lucky on buying and selling time frame. But everyone
1: was congratulating him on a on a steal of a of a buy, which I would agree with. To your point there, I just saw where on bring a trailer where a guy sold an MGA twin cam race car for thirty four thousand dollars. So that seemed like a, a really good wow. deal, a really good buy for somebody. And the seller let it go for that price too. So yeah, they're probably coming down. Haggerty has that valuation tool, you know, I've got my insurance through Haggerty and I'll go in there and check. And but when I looked at at Haggerty's valuation tool for mine in concourse condition, it was it showed a seventeen thousand dollar increase from last year. But I looked at the auctions they based it on, and they were these uh, twin cam, uh, special bodied twin cam cars that were kind of one offs, and so those auctions didn't seem to fit. The price increase, you know, so I, right. I, I don't know. And of course, they want it to look high anyway, so they can sell you insurance at the higher rate anyway. Right. I didn't up my insurance as a result of that. I feel like it's okay where it is. I think you're right. It's probably trending down. I, I guess I'm kind of shocked that, uh, you know, Porsches are a whole different world. I don't understand them, but MGs tend to be, in my, in my head, they tend to be kind of flat. Seeing this twin cam blip or whatever you want to call it, just feel like that's what it is. It's just a blip. And it's probably going to settle back to, you know, back to reality. And I remember, I don't know if I told you that story. I remember I graduated high school in 1991 and 1991 USA Today had an article about how the MGA was going to be worth $50,000 in five years. That was in 91. Here we are in uh, a regular MGA. So here we are in 2020, I need to find that article, but here we are in 2022 and we're not there yet. It's been a long five years.
0: Yeah, and for the listener, just so you know, USA Today is something called a newspaper. It's True. a foldable, that, yeah, the foldable bit of paper with ink, it letters on the sides that you can
1: read. This was, this was in print. Someone yes. brought it to me in print form and <laughs> handed it to me and put it in my hand, and I unfolded it and read it. Yeah, and then your fingers were black from all the ink. You from didn't the wash ink. Wash your hands after you read the newspaper. <laughs> And there I was waiting, waiting patiently five years and then another five years and another <laughs> five years. And I'm, I'm still waiting. <laughs>
0: still waiting for the, for the price to go up. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah Any day I, hope, now. I hope the market's softening. I really do. I, I would like to see things kind of come back to a little bit more normal state. And one of these days we'll have a discussion about uh nine
1: prices. I know how you like that. Uh <laughs> boy that's uh yeah why don't we just uh we could do that or we could read Alice in Wonderland for everybody because <laughs> <laughs> I be, I don't get it
0: yeah no one it just sits all over the place all the time so well we're grateful you're listening good luck with the auction we'd actually love to have anybody come on here and talk about your car you bought at the auction any of the auctions Uh, that we've talked about or haven't talked about. Uh, We love car stories, love hearing about it. So reach out to us. Good luck with your auctions this week.
1: Any final thoughts, Jimmy? Thanks for listening, and uh, we enjoyed doing this. Look forward to putting out another one for you again next week.